I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. I know... From the intro, you're thinking, what? All four hosts are here? Trust me, guys, that's just a generic intro. I'm sorry to dupe you all, uh, but I am joined by the professor himself. I'm, I'm, that's not a nickname. The man is a goddamn professor. Uh, Christopher KME from the NWA podcast and post wrestling. How are you doing, my man? I am doing great, man. I feel like I've been left hanging by uh, my co host, but uh, I will. Uh, contribute the best i can man hmm. um yeah still Listen, morning here on the west coast yeah exactly man we've you know it's like eight o'clock here god damn and we've pulled you up look at all your kicks behind you as well god damn I, kicks. oh yeah that's not even all of them those are just the ones i, I wear right now but yeah so I know a little something about that too <laughs> <laughs> we could bring that to the table as uh chris says Nate is the other half of the NWA podcast on post wrestling. We'll give you more details on that later on, guys, in the show. You'll get to know Chris just a little bit better. Um, but as you know, what we do here on Wrestling Daily is get into the news. And you can be a part of that discourse, too. You can set the agenda by going to WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily. And you can have your Ultra Chats read out on the show. Any questions for me, anything about the news, anything you want to ask Chris, get it in and we will get it cracking. And if you're lucky, I might even do a little live chat Q&A for Chris at the end of the show. Uh, without further ado, let's jump into that titular news, as I so like to do here, Chris. Uh, and it's all about CM Punk on this occasion and perhaps the influence he might be having behind the scenes in AEW. Uh, before we jump into the particulars, what do you make of this news line and, I guess, the impact of CM Punk behind the scenes in AEW? Um, I think he's good for that locker room. He brings like a veteran um, presence um, there. Uh, I think that, um, I think what he does is kind of rein things in. Uh, when uh, Tony Khan uh, gets a little too too rambunctious, um, he's kind of there to um, temper uh, the, I guess, the heat that they have with uh, the other company. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Because once upon a time, CM Punk had a stigma attached to him that he was difficult. 
right? Like when he was right. coming out of WWE, that was what you know the general perception of Punk mm-hmm. was. Um, and I don't think even he would distance himself too far from that because he was that unhappy of where he was. But that's not necessarily reflective of who he is. And in an environment like AEW, it seems to be bringing out the best for him again, where his love for professional wrestling is reignited. That's probably fair to say, right? Right, yeah. And toxic environments uh, are contagious, you know? Like, when you're when you're around toxicity, uh, that toxicity is just going to you're going to become that, you know? And I think a lot of his WWE experience was just him not wanting to be there. He told the story Mm. about getting Z packs for all his injuries and stuff. Uh, So, you know, putting him somewhere else is turning him into um, a better person. And I, and I don't, I don't believe people necessarily change. It's just um, the best person of yourself, of the best version of yourself and the worst version of yourself is going to show itself no matter the environment. Yeah, absolutely. Just put some ice on that staph infection. Go on, it'll be fine. Um, you know, I, I don't know how long <laughs> that could have lasted for CM Punk. It's like, it's like one of my misses watches reality TV shows. Right? Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> be there. I don't want to be there, but then I end up being there, you know, yeah, and all that stuff. She's looking at me now, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we should read what Meltzer has said about CM Punk and the influence he had on the head to head WWE and AEW had last week. Um, so the uh, Meltzer notes that Punk specifically advised Tony Khan not to change the booking plans for the show in response to SmackDown announcing an extra half an hour. Of course, they'd already announced the Rampage card and they decided to rock with that still, regardless of the extended SmackDown show. CM Punk also said that he wanted to open the show so that he would take the bullet uh, versus Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Um, You know, as it turns out, he was right because I believe his match with Seidel performed better in the famed 18 to 49 demo um, and then, of course, the Bunny and Ruby Soho now famously equaled Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Um, so it seems like you're right in what you said earlier, Chris, right? Like Punk told Tony Khan to go against his instincts to try and load up Rampage and just right. stay true to the product. Yeah, and I and I think just, I think doing little things that Tony uh, did is fine. I don't, I think when you start trying to, play this keeping up with the Joneses game um, yeah. with WWE, it, it does, it could have a negative effect. Um, I think um, just the the sheer idea of just eight, them going head to head for that 30 minute block is exciting for wrestling fans. You know, I think that's all we, we kind of need to kind of, you know, get into our uh, tribal wars and stuff like that, <laughs> and like that. And and AEW is the better show. It just, it just it is. is. I, like I don't, uh, like I don't think it's spinning anything to call AEW better than any WWE product at the moment. So when you are the best, you need to operate like you are the best. You know, you yeah. don't need to. You, you, what do you have to prove to WWE? You know what I'm saying? There's no point of having a, a dick measuring contest with them. 
um, because it's, it's pointless. Mm. I, I mean, I love that point, you know, behave like you're the best. And, and I feel like that's why AEW thus far, just concentrating on putting up good shows has been the foundation of their product in my eyes. Um, right. you know, I don't think, I don't think you need to go tit for tat with anyone. And, and again, what you said earlier about Tony Khan, rambunctious is the word because um, <laughs> that man, he was, you know, he was all up in himself yeah. last week and, and I can understand it. Right. It's like, I love it, man. Real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's good for us wrestling fans. I just, it's weird how divisive the battle can be. Like I, I've always said yeah. to me, I'm a fan of wrestling. Right. So when it's yeah. good, wherever it is, I'm happy about it. Um, like in my mind, my, the best shows for me to watch, today would be dynamite and you know and sometimes rampage whatever and then smackdown right. is like is like my second and then raw is like way down yeah but, it's you know go ahead yeah no i'm just to gonna me... say like it's not a thing it's not a thing it's just right. uh like i'm loyal to the to the wrestling rather than a company right yeah same here like my whole thing is it's not just that um wwe is worse than aew WWE is worse than everything at the moment. I like MLW better than WWE. I like Impact better than WWE at the moment. Um, ROH, I don't really get that in my area, but the clips that I see of ROH, I, if I sat through a show of that, um, mm. I'd probably like them better than WWE. WWE is Shame. not a good product at the moment. Um, and uh, it's to me, it's funny, like, like when I get these WWE heads that don't want you saying anything, the stand up for WWE crowd, uh, they're all like they 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 will like find any way to you know get on AEW's case. The one thing that I haven't heard from one of them is that WWE is a good product. It's it's always the uh, let's see what happens and. You Let know, it play I know, out. Yeah, I know what they're trying to do and stuff. Never just a straight up, oh, WWE is good because it's not. Um, mm. And I think that, um, and I, and I, even if, if, even if WWE was the best product on the planet, I think AEW still needs to kind of just do them. Take your shot. They're taking their shots. You know, they, they mm. are the ones that decided to go head to head. Um, on uh, Wednesdays, they're the ones that decided to do that extra 30 minutes and they're not doing that on the next show. So regardless of what you want to say about, oh, well, they WWE still won the overall rating. Well, why don't you do an extra 30 minutes and win the overall rating again? You know, because mm. because mm. that demographic matters, you know. Yeah, I, I, I made this point earlier in the week, like there was a, a really good breakdown of it that I posted on Twitter. Um, and basically just telling you the importance of the WWE have been citing the importance of that measuring since like 2000. So don't think right. this is something that AEW have conjured. Yeah. It's not something um, they made up out of thin air. No, it's very important. And that's where the main money is to be made with advertisers. That's where the revenue in your deals could be. So it'd be very mm. interesting to see, should it stay around the same ballpark that it is now, the kind of offers AEW are going to get when their TV deals are up, it's going to be pretty fascinating. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the thing with Twitter and 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 the reactions and perceptions on there. Like at, the more and more, especially the more followers you get, you realize it's just like a, it's a big dunk contest. 
right? Right, it all, is. <laughs> all, all anyone really wants to do on Twitter is like, ah, got you, or like just dunk on you for the likes or whatever. Um, yeah. like hardly, hardly anyone wants to have like a sincere conversation. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 there's, there's so many times like, where I'll just think, ah, I'm going to sit this play out. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. it's what's, what's the point? Because yeah, the discourse right. around it is so like insincere. Um, so you, I, 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 I agree. You know. Yeah, I think the discourse around it is insincere, and then it starts to get tribal. And then I look at um like Booker T on uh his um like oh, I, like I like he <laughs> he just says stuff like I think that like the my main problem with that crowd is if you're gonna make an argument, at least make it be a real argument, you know? Like, yeah. Like I I heard C um with Booker T, he gave this review to CM Punk saying. Uh, he went at WWE uh, a few times in that pro. Wait, he didn't go at WWE once. Not once. I mean, if you're gonna base your argument on something, at least have it be the effing truth, dude. Mm. And we could we could go from there, you know. And then he's talking about um Adam Page. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is a, a link my friend sent me, um, where he was getting on Adam Page's case for the booze, and he needs to lay off the booze if he wants to be kid friendly and i was like we you, we did live through stone cold steve yeah. Austin, man yeah you know it's like write these arguments in and let's bring them to a realistic place you know what i'm saying yeah. if if you want to say we won the overall ratings battle that's a real thing that happened fine let's talk about that let's not make shit up as we go along yeah, yeah, exactly that. Like, you know, make, make everything objective and relate, you know, rationable. Um, what yeah. I will say, um, you know, just staying on this topic of CM Punk and his influence in, in the business, right? There's something to be said about Tony Khan's infrastructure. Now, we know that yeah. the, EV, the EVPs are there with Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. And then we also know you've got like Jerry Lynn. Um, Dustin right. Rhodes, like uh, you know, Jericho is involved. CM Punk clearly is like in that hierarchy. Um, and we know that there's much more of a collaborative process in AW, like that much is obvious. Um, whereas, okay, in WWE, it's Vince McMahon at the very top, then you've got Bruce Pritchard essentially, and you know, Kevin Dunn right. in, in, a, in a way who, who's more to do with production, but he has says. Um, and then below them is the rest of them. Oh, there's about 40 yeah. writers. <laughs> My, you know, Michael Hayes is in there. Like, there's a lot of um, different hoops you have to jump through to get particular mm-hmm. things done on particular shows. And to actually get it all the way up the chain to Vince McMahon is a very difficult thing in WWE. So yeah. these, these these writers, right, the dozens of writers that they have, and that's not an exaggeration, dozens, um, they, they work with various talent on different shows. They might write something that week. On the day of the show, they will then show that to uh, Bruce Pritchard will go, Seems good to me. I'll show it to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon will go, I don't like it. And then you're back to square one, which is why so many of the shows are written on the day. In AEW, it seems that Tony Khan is mapped out, right? Like, invariably, mm-hmm. he's got he's got the framework of whatever show he's doing. Um, and he works with people that are still immersed in the business. Now, I'm not doing like right. Bruce Pritchard versus whoever. But don't you think that there's something to be said about having someone like CM Punk, who's dialed into the business now and still relevant and you know current in many ways as yeah. opposed to Vincent Vincent Mann is kind of well known for surrounding himself with people that 
he's just familiar with. He's fired a million times. Um, yeah. They're like, his yes, they're, they're, they're like his yes men. Right. Yeah. They are there to agree with Vince McMahon. And I remember WWE when things used to be mapped out in WWE, right? Like oh, yeah. I go WrestleMania four when, um, Randy Savage won the world title from Ted DiBiase after that tournament. It was like Hogan came out that day and you could already kind of tell that that's where they were going. Like Savage gave Hogan these little subtle looks like, you know, we're going to be friends, but only for so long before we go here. And in in AEW, like they they stick with their plans and i think that's a big part of um of wrestling uh being good is just sticking with your plans i remember tna uh when they stopped doing that when they started Mm. trying to like play this wwe game where they're trying to do everything wwe they they've got a hall of fame we need a hall of fame they've got this we need this you know i think that um someone like cm punk someone like Jericho, the minds that they have there can kind of reign, reign in AEW. At the end of the day, it's about putting on a good product. It's about putting on a product that we're talking about. Like people were, were mad at like, or I don't know if they were mad, but some people had uh, took umbrage with they them doing that buy-in show on YouTube uh, with mm. the Daniel Bryan. I don't, and, I don't get uh, that. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's, to me, it's like, look, we're talking about that. I don't, it doesn't even matter if they made a dent in the ratings or not. Who gives a people are <laughs> are, talk, are talking about that, and it's deflecting attention away from WWE, which I think, in subtle ways, is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, so they they have it. We Chris and I are deciding that CM Punk being involved is not a bad thing. Uh, it seems to be working out thus far, and. I guess as Tony Khan, he likes to reiterate a million times that he doesn't want to make WCW's mistakes. At the end of the day, yeah. the buck does stop with him, which more power to him. It's working out for him thus far. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we move on to a closing stretch of the show, and we get into the NWA podcast and how it all came about. Um, you said it, man. Impact uh, is going on at the moment. Bound for glory this weekend. Uh, they don't they don't really miss on pay-per-view impact. But what I will say is Mickey James, Deonna Perrazzo, Josh Alexander, Christian. That's two matches right there, man. That, I, yeah. that gives me enough. That Those two alone give me enough energy to want to watch this pay-per-view. Yeah, those are the only matches I even know about at the moment. You know, <laughs> I'm behind on impact, but I've been going online and seeing it. Yeah, those are matches that I'm looking looking forward to. I'm lo- I, I'm uh, hoping uh, Nikki James has um, the resurgence and impact that she should have had in WWE. I'm um, hopeful. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in that uh, Christian Josh Alexander. Um, yeah. Did I say his name right? Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in that match. I know that um, that um, Tony Khan has has a big influence on who Christian loses to and wins against and stuff. So, um, I, I, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think of anybody that's on the impact roster right now, I would back Josh Alexander. Like, you know, if they were trying to make a guy and say, Hey, this is the next guy. He is someone who could put on world title bangers. Um, but I don't know. They they might be thinking Moose or, you know, we don't know if Strowman or Wyatt yeah. is going to work out in the near future and maybe they go down in that direction. Um, but I like this as a breakout match for Josh Alexander. I do. Um, I'm just yeah, not convinced. I, do they pull, I don't know if they pull the trigger or not, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on the show. The um, the inspiration, formerly the Iconics, are going for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team title straight away. Yeah. Um, we've got the Call Your Shot. Your Shot gauntlet match uh which i'd be surprised if w morrissey didn't win but again you've got like <laughs> 20 people going for that um i think the good brothers are tagging against fin juice and i want to say the bullet club which is chris bay and uh, hikulo um so man like well i look at that, that that there's a lot to get excited about that and oh yeah and the x division because josh alexander obviously dropped the title so that he could go mm-hmm. for the world title trey miguel He's awesome. Steve Macklin, he's looked great since going to Impact. And uh, El Fantasma, man. Like, you know, you're looking at that. And uh, and I'm saying that's a hell of a three-way right there. So, um, 
there's a lot I, again like if anybody is has not been watching impact uh, on a week-to-week basis i think if you dial yourself into a pay-per-view like this you'll be fine yeah yeah and i think impact is is has been doing a uh undercover right they're like no one's really talking about impact but if you've been watching the moves that they've been making um, they have been they've been low key making some pretty uh, solid moves, and I love the um, iconics being there. And I and I'm interested to know if they can wrestle. You know what I'm saying? I don't think yeah. WWE you didn't really get to see what they can do. So I think in Impact, I think being in that environment, I think they'll they're gonna flourish in that environment. Yeah, I do too. And, I, and like I said earlier, I like the Steve Macklin pickup. I think he's done great mm-hmm. since going there. Um, I, I know that he said all along that he wanted the exhibition title. So would be interesting if that was the direction they went. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Chris, shall we, guys? <laughs> uh, it is, of course, our special guest co-host today on this Friday night insight um as i mentioned earlier a co-host on the nwa podcast on post wrestling guys know how i feel about post wrestling we had andrew thompson on here last week love john pollock um big fan so tell me chris about your odyssey uh into wrestling media as it were and how nwa podcast got up and running Okay, so uh, me and uh, Nate Milton, uh, my co-host, we've been podcasting for years on our own, you know. He's uh, got the Kings of Sports um, and then um, on Patreon, so uh, add us on there if you want to. Um, And then we've also been um, just doing our own thing. We've done political shows. We've done wrestling shows. Um, And then one day, I think... um, Pollock or Waiting, I don't know which one, but they approached um, Nate because Nate was doing um, the Rocky Maya via picture show on the Post Wrestling Network. And they asked him if if he wanted to bring the NWA podcast to the network. Um, and um, I'm his partner on that show. Um, it, the show was was kind of my idea because I was, was like, we should do a podcast about black people in wrestling. Um, and then I, get, I sent him a book uh, by the late, great Dr. L.D. Shabazz, who was a, a, a Black wrestling historian. Um, and he went over that book. And then we, we, we kind of like created this show. Um, and it's just been a good sounding board. These doing stuff like this with like with you, Alex, and um, with uh with SP and Nate and stuff, this is therapeutic for me, right? Especially, yeah, really, man. It's, especially after like having to watch like a horrible episode of Raw and stuff, because I I had stopped watching Raw altogether. But the only way that I was gonna rewatch WWE program is if I had a therapeutic outlet to kind of vent my frustrations. Mm at the nonsense that I just watched, you know? So, um, and what we do on uh, the NWA podcast is we talk about the the Black stories, the Black wrestlers in um, wrestling right now. Um, so that's what probably difference, differentiates us from any other Black host is we, we look for the Black angle in wrestling story so like cm punk signing to aew for example we're gonna talk about that 
but we're going to talk about that in terms of okay, how is this going to help out uh, powerhouse Hobbs or yeah, like what you Hobbs, yeah, yeah, like who who is CM Punk? Um, because he said that before he signed, he said, hey, I want to work with Hobbs, I want to work with this person, I want to work with that person. So we start thinking of uh the black wrestlers he could work with and and shout out to nate because nate is kind of more um the um the voice of of reason with the two of us like (laughs) like um, yeah i know we did a show last month and we we just there had to be a lot of edits out because uh i went ham on a lot of people uh (laughs) and uh and after the podcast, I was like, yeah, we should probably edit this out, this out, this out. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good time. And shout out to uh, John Pollock and Waiting for um, allowing us this platform. Um, and um, shout out to you for for um, allowing us to to be here today because it's it's just again it's it's just I I love the community, the wrestling community. Like I know. Like I could be stranded anywhere in the world because of the wrestling community, and I would know somebody somewhere that yeah. could be like, like give, give me twenty bucks or something. Not that I would need it, but just in case <laughs> something like that happened, yeah. you know, it's and vice versa. If someone's found themselves stranded in Los Angeles, you know, I help out. Exactly, man. And and that's the thing, like, um, you know, even for me, like, I do this show, obviously, four, four days a week, uh, Tuesday mm-hmm. to Friday and, and sat and SB3 take it on the Monday. And um, it, no matter how my day's going, I do get excited for it because, like, you know, maybe 100, 200 people watching it at whatever <laughs> day at like live. And the people in the live chat, like they are, they're the best, man. Like they are what, yeah. what I say they are on this show. They're the good eggs. So, like, you know, you're going to get kind of good, funny interactions uh, and that's what it's all about and yeah i'm delighted that you did come on man because like again it's keeping up the trend this month in the uk it's black history month and we've you know we've had so many talented people come on this month to celebrate that man and you guys deserve to be here as much as anybody else man so i'm delighted that you could come through um but with that oh yeah let me point this out go follow the man you see it kme (laughs) he does it get there on twitter go hook up with chris uh make sure you do that and of course check out an episode of the nwa podcast on post wrestling make sure you do that um we're moving along you know just gonna we're on the home straight here but if you guys do have questions for chris or me whatever let us know get them in the live chat right now uh we will try and get through a few in the final five minutes here um just uh i i you know i've been while the questions load up in the live chat the thing i want to ask you chris because i didn't get to watch it right i openly said this on twitter yesterday i went to see dave Chappelle. it wasn't a hard choice for me um not not many times in my life i've had the opportunity and i bloody well took it um so i didn't see crown jewel i've watched the head in the cell it was first so obviously i had a little look at that last night when i got in Uh, but i haven't seen crown jewel overall the general consensus that i see chris is that the show was one of the better ones for a Saudi show. Right. I watched the clips. I, I wasn't going to sit through all of that. I always feel yeah. kind of weird. Four and hours. Yeah. Watching uh, that, that particular show. Yeah. But um, what, one thing I'll say about it is it looks cosmetically. It looked a lot better. Like I remember the first crown jewel show I saw, 
the fans didn't really look into it. You know, it was like, you know, that they had that whole family full of Seating people. area. Yeah, that, it, just, it just didn't look right. This show, what I loved about this show, which kind of humanizes Saudi Arabia a little bit for me, not completely, but a little bit, is seeing like the kids in the audience just cheering and smiling and having a good time at a wrestling show. Like those those kids don't don't give a f- about politics and all the Jones. that nonsense that we adults kind of have to we have to care about because that's you know what we do. But um the show was much better than um what um Oh, shout out to uh, CM Chris there. Um, but the show was uh, was much better, and it didn't really seem like this kind of dehumanizing thing I was watching. Um, the um, the women's match, I, my critique of that is the same thing that everyone else has. Um, and political change is always going to be incremental. So maybe WWE going to, to Saudi Arabia it might end up being a, a great thing if they could. I mean, they've got women wrestling there in like hammer pants and all that, <laughs> all that baggy. Shit. But I mean, maybe it could be a good thing. I'm gonna try to look at this optimistically. Um, they, you know, they've made history there, made certain strides there. So, um, but yeah, man, um, it was it was it was better than what I thought it would be. Yeah, my, my thing, uh, and, I, and I said this long before any Newcastle takeover, anything like that, so please don't come at me like this. Um, but it, for, for something like Saudi Arabia, it, obviously, like, horribly behind the times with human right. rights. We know that yes. we know this. Women, women, couldn't, women couldn't even drive until a few years ago. And we've all, of course, read about what they did to a certain journalist or, you know, are alleged yeah. to have done, but... Come on now. No, they um, did it. Uh, they, yeah. Jamal Khashoggi, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you can't like, you know, you can't just kind of underwrite these things. You can't just go, oh, yeah, whatever. Like you can't check it at the door. It's a part of what, what that mm-hmm. culture is. Mm-hmm. On the same token, what you just said there, incremental, absolutely right. They are making small steps forward. And I understand right. that it's not an overnight thing. Um, And I'm happy to see, there be these strides, however small they come or whatever. It doesn't excuse right. anything of the rest. No, it, right? it doesn't. Yeah. It's, but there's I'm a still lot of, happy to see it. Yeah. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance that goes into watching wrestling, right? It's like mm. you have to, on the one hand, you love WWE and you love the product and all that stuff. But on the other hand, you kind of have to reconcile that with all the, the bad stuff that companies done i mean you you could you could be there all day right if you if you were gonna like if you were gonna um judge anything you wanted to watch for wwe by the way like Mm -hmm. by a moral by a moral compass then honestly you could go you could go go down a rabbit hole right like saudi arabia have got their own you know a whole bag of issues that they bring to the table too but then you know then you're going to start thinking about vincent mann and steroids or you know vincent mann covering up murders you know uh allegedly um yeah you know, it, with, with uh, jimmy snooker like i mean like again that's just two examples off my head you could really dive into that if you wanted to um, right yeah you know so I, I guess like if you're a fan of watching something 
I guess there has to be, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying excuse things, but there has to be um, a differential somewhere because otherwise you'd, you'd never, yeah. right? You'd never. Right. It's the same. With, there's a lot of sports teams like that that are owned as well. It's a, it's a very yeah. difficult thing. And critical thinking is always a good thing, right? When you watch something and you're watching a Saudi Arabia show, you can think about all the bad that the show is doing. You could also think about the wrestlers who are probably getting their biggest paychecks of the year. You could think about Mustafa Ali, who's donating his money earned to charity. You you can yeah. think about the you could you can separate the good and bad column and then kind of come to your own conclusions. There's not in life in general, you know this, Alex. Like decisions are always going to be black and white. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's going to be layers to it that you got to consider and think about and then come up to a conclusion that you can rest well at night thinking about, you know? Yeah. It Again, it's a very difficult thing. Um, and every, everyone's going to have their own thoughts on it. I see it in the live chat right now, people kind of debating and, and the stance on it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're, it's, it's an objective thing, right? Um, right? But either way, either way, uh, man, we've already run 35 minutes. Chris, we've already run. Uh, the show is on the home straight. Thank you very much for joining me, man. Um, very, very cool that you did. Um, yeah. You know, you, I feel like you've done a Undertaker, a Pitbull concert running. You've I come alone. <laughs> hey, thanks, dude. I, I appreciate you having me. And I, I was real... Especially when uh, my uh, tag team partner didn't show, I was nervous about uh, being here, man. I really was, but you really did kind of make me comfortable and talking about these issues. And um, it's it's just been great, Alex, dude. I, I love you, man, and appreciate the um, time you gave me to come here and vent. Always, man. I appreciate you, and I obviously again very, very much rate everything that you're bringing to the table, my friend. Can't wait to see the good things the NWA podcast will continue to do. Uh, speaking of which, we'll be back next week uh, on Monday, Sat and SB3 in the house before I am there. Tuesday with Sat, then SB3. Then I will be there with Steph. Nothing that's uh, killing me on Thursday this week. Uh, before we close out Black History Month, we'll have another special guest next Friday. So make sure you tune in and catch that. Give us a like, a share, subscribe, all of that good stuff for the Wrestling Daily channel that helps us grow. And while you're there, make sure you click on those links that we shared for uh, Chris's Twitter and the NWA podcast that you will also find on Post Wrestling. Uh, until then, thank you very much for your time, guys, and have a great weekend. 